today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Should you get pulled over and have to submit a breathalyzer, a breath sample, because you're taking your empties back to the beer store? So it's been Christmas, you know, stuff's gathered up, you're busy, you don't have time. to, And then all of a sudden you say, I'm going to take those three or four back, cases back, some bottles. You take them in, it looks like a large load. What have you been doing? So uh, you take them in, you cash out, you drive away, you get pulled over. Why am I pulled over? Well, you took back all those empties. Are you drinking? No. Is that right? Should you get pulled over for taking your empties back? That's what happened to a man named Art. This you will find on the global website by Sean O'Shea. Returning bottles to the beer store. Beware of possible breath test by police. Let's, uh, uh, and basically what happened here, uh, taking bottles back to the beer store, a Mississauga man named Art discovered this past weekend it can lead to a breath test for alcohol by police. Uh, Art is with us now. Art, thanks for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this. No problem. Thank you. So what happened, Art? Tell us the story. Well, I uh, I always buy uh, at least two cases of 24 uh, and maybe eight to ten wine balls in very early December uh, to hold hold the, uh, for the parties and hold until probably the first week in January. So we're looking now at approximately a five to six week period where these bottles accumulate. So basically, what I did, I bought the, I had bought the two cases. A, a neighbor gave me another case for for helping him out during the summer. So basically, I'm going back on a Saturday, last Saturday, at approximately 11:30, 12 o'clock noon, to a beer store in Mississauga with three cases of 24 and eight to ten wine balls that had been accumulated over the holidays, and. Uh, Basically, the, the uh, parking lot, there was myself and maybe one other car, so I, I loaded up, and I pulled out of the beer store. This is in north in, in northern part of Streetsville. I'm not sure if anybody knows that area, but northern part of Streetsville. I get probably 100 yards, and the policeman's behind me uh, flashing his lights. And uh, so I'm thinking, well, you know, it's a brand-new car, basically. Um, my seatbelt's on. I don't talk to the cell phone. What's going on? So he gets, out of the, he gets out of his car, comes over and asks me to put down the window. And I said, uh, was I speeding? I said, you know, it's only a 40K, 40K zone. No, he said, if you get out of the car, I'll, I'll explain what's going on. I said, uh, okay. And so he said, um, I was at the beer store. We're monitoring that store. I've been monitoring that store, whatever. And uh, I, I, I feel that uh, you brought back an excessive amount of bottles. I said, well... This has been accumulating for four, five, or six weeks, three cases of 24 and eight to ten wine balls. I've seen pickup trucks pull in there with all, with all kinds of cans. You know, I'm the exact same way, Art. I mean, I, every time I go to the beer store, I don't go home to check and see if there's empties first. They just, you know, pile up, and whenever you get around to it, you load them in and take them there. Well, that, well things have changed. I don't think I've ever taken one case back. No, well, anyway, I, I'm going to start. because So, so basically, he said... Um, have you been drinking? When, you know, have you been drinking today? I said uh, no. He said, "When was the last time you had a drink?" I said, uh, "Unfortunately, I watched the movie called Taken Two on Friday night, and I definitely had to have a beer and watch that movie." <laughs> so midnight last night on the Friday night was the last time I had a drink. He said, "Okay, and now are you absolutely sure? There's nothing else you want to tell me?" No. Well, he says, "I have the right to give you a breathalyzer." And 
are you prepared to take it? I said, well, what happens if I refuse? Well, if you refuse, you're going to get at least a $2,000 fine. You're going to get charged. Uh, you'll probably get suspended for at least a year, and you might even spend some time in jail. Wow. Okay, so wow. basically, this, this gentleman, nice police officer. Yeah. I mean, he's only six foot five, two 250 pounds, yeah. and I'm five foot seven. So basically, I said, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm going to actually do my blowing here. And um, don't forget, now I'm shaking like a leaf. I can imagine. And so anyway, I blow, I blow into his gadget, and he comes, it takes approximately 15, 20 seconds. He comes back and he says, okay, everything's fine. Uh, if you want to go, you're welcome to go. I said, well, you know, can we just talk about it a little bit? Um, uh, so what do you think? You know, he says, well, if you're having one, if you're going to drive, perhaps, you know, one 12 ounce, you know, one, you know, one pint an hour, an hour and a half should be fine if you're going to drink. I said, well, I don't even party. I try to avoid parties and outside, outside dinners and pubs especially, like the plague. He said, well, hey, right, okay, I have to go, so we have to go. And that was basically it. And that's when I, that's when I called Sean. Wow. So how did you feel when this was over? Um, very, very, very violated. Very, very, very scared. I mean, I know for a fact he's not only a big fella. I know he's got a gun loaded. He's probably got a taser. He's probably got handcuffs. He probably has a club. And I know for a fact he had fists. That would about the size of my legs. Okay, so basically, I am absolutely terrified. And uh, for, you know, fortunately, I wasn't I wasn't drinking. But when I came home, I had to have at least one beer, and that was it. And uh, so, you know, I changed my whole attitude. Like I've I've learned I've I personally learned a lot, and that's why I don't I don't mind coming on the show so that other people hopefully will learn something from this. I mean, you've got to the point now they can check you into bars, right? Yeah, I mean, what's to say? Well, they're camping out of beer stores right now, watching guys taking empties back. So, yeah, so he was, what does that say? Yeah, well, he was taking. Apparently, uh, Sean did contact the the Mississauga police, and they did say that we are targeting that particular store because a lot of people are taking empties back and buying beer, and they may be under the influence. Well, to me, that's not really that's not really a good answer, and that is a very quiet beer store. Yeah, but but it is scary. I mean, when you pull up pull up and you're dropping off beer balls now, you have to check your surroundings. Yeah, really? Oh, there's a cop in the parking lot. I'm not going to drop them off now. Yeah, I think, I think I'll just <laughs> drive by and go find a Burger King or something. Wow. You, know, uh, you said this changed your attitude. How has it changed your attitude? Well, it changed the attitude. Like, uh, I, have a, I, have, I just purchased last year a, a, a Fiat 124 Spider. Mm-hmm. I'm a member of the Ontario Fiat Club. And we, and we go every two, three, four weeks to a, to a, a little, little drive. And we always seem to, they always seem to be able to find a, a beautiful restaurant. Well, from now on, I'm not going to have a beer. Mm. Okay, so that's, that's changed that. And I'm not going to ever offer anybody who comes to the house any kind of alcohol. Because, you know, even if they're, they're outside, even out front, they can probably, if a policeman drives by, they can probably get charged for having alcohol in public. So, um, so in your opinion, is this a good idea? Since no. it's changed your behavior. It's changed my behavior, and hopefully, I think what's happened, I love the police. Don't get this whole thing wrong. Yep. This is not a slight against the police Police anywhere in the world, but I think the government's given too, way too much power. For I mean, now, now, like I said, there was nothing wrong. I was not doing anything wrong. There was no speeding, no seatbelt infraction. There were no traffic infractions. And, but to get pulled over now... 
and because he felt, in his opinion, like it, it's his opinion. Uh, what I don't, what I find fascinating here, Art, is that he figured because you were taking in more than one case, that you were more impaired than the person that was walking in without anything. That's, How do you draw that conclusion? That's that's probably true. And I even tried to explain to him. This is like four, five, six weeks of empty bottles. No, it totally makes sense, Art. You shouldn't. Ha- you shouldn't have to explain it. No, I know that. So, but anyway, so that's what happened. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's a scary thing now. It's like it's changed. Like it's changed me completely, which is good. I mean, which is good. And um, so again, you, you say this is good. So, is it a good idea for them to have this power if it scared the crap out of you in such a way that you're not going to do it anymore? Well, of course not. Of course, it's not. Many many will say, "Well, then it's worked. Our, 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 this has worked for Art. It's a good idea." Yeah. Well, Art, you know, I mean, it, it wouldn't work for somebody like Brett Kavanaugh. Okay. I mean, <laughs> but he's probably got a, got, a, got you know has a private car. But I'm just saying, yeah, it's. It's opened my eyes, and it's educated me, and, and hopefully the people listening are in the same boat that, you know what, I have to be careful. You have to, you have to, if you're taking, taking things back to the, a beer store now, you have to really check your surroundings. Did it educate you about drinking and driving, or did it educate you that the police can stop me for anything? That's it. That's that's the yeah, main one. Yeah. Now, I, I, I mean, so then, therefore, I'm wondering if it is a deterrent. Although you said it stopped you, you're not going to be doing it anymore. Well, it's, I, I I don't drink and drive. Like I, you know, yeah. if if I do, it's always like one beer yeah. per hour. Yeah. Okay. So basically, I, like I said, I haven't been pulled over by a police officer in 40, 50 years. Yeah. You know, and that's and that was that's why I, I kind of felt very, very, very wrong about this whole thing. And it's it's very scary and it's very intimidating. What did the what what was the cops like? You know, we know that now the law states that uh, in 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 uh, the federal government has excuse me has approved this. But what did the what did the policeman say uh, in regard to this whole activity? Did he seem uh, that he had? Uh, uh, overused his authority did he seem apologetic in any way or or embarrassed in any way or, or thinking this was over the top did he or was he just very straightforward and you know if you do this I, I got the right to do this that's exactly what he said i have the right to do this okay now you know he says he basically said i you know i you're telling me that you haven't been drinking i'm going to believe it but i want you still to blow into this gadget yeah and i said okay i mean uh, like i said I'm I'm just I'm just standing there a seven year old six you know five foot seven person beside a six foot five two hundred fifty pound police officer you're not going to argue. What did what have some of your friends acquaintances family said about all this that you've told them? Well, I haven't. I really really I've kept it pretty I kept it pretty quiet. Um, but basically, you know, there are a few things a few people coming back now and saying good for you. But the only thing is, you know, are you they've asked me are you trying to change the system? I said no. You cannot change the system. All I can do is is help to educate. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna join mad and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I still like to have a have you know have a beer and a glass of wine a day. Yeah. Just that you have to be. I mean, it's like I said, it's reached the point you can't even go inside of a bar now because they can walk in and they can they can give you a breath test. Yeah, it is. It's wow. It is amazing that you know. And and I do you think that people realize the depth of this law when it was introduced? I mean, here we have a great example right here. Yeah, do you think people? Yet. Do you think people saw this coming? I think what's going to happen is I think they're going to have the power 
especially on, on the foot patrol, to, to, to just join, join people on a patio and stick this thing in their mouth. Well, on the patio, maybe not so because they're not driving, but the second they walk into a parking lot or put the I key into their no, car. I, I totally, totally now believe, and, and uh, listening, listening to, uh, to the lawyers, I totally believe that they can walk in. A car, a car is just now minor. Yeah. It can be charged as, as um, over the limit in, in a public place. Now, I think that's going to be the key is it's a, you know, a bar, pub, and all this. It's a public place, and you cannot be blowing over the limit. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we got a lawyer coming up. We'll ask that question. Well, let's... Art, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated. It's my pleasure. Good luck. All right. Good luck with you on all this. Appreciate your time. Uh, let's bring in uh, Jordan Donich, criminal lawyer. Donich Law is with us now. Jordan, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Glad to be back. So uh, I don't know if you've heard the story of Art or, or not. We're taking uh, three or four cases back to uh, the beer store after his uh, Christmas holidays. And uh, a police officer watches him going in and thinks he has, an, uh, 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 I guess, a large amount of empties. And then as soon as he gets in his car to drive away, pulls him over and demands a breath test. Your thoughts? So this is really what it's going to be like going forward, unfortunately. Um, what has happened uh, essentially, is that the police now have more power, okay? They have more power to investigate, uh, to look for impaired drivers, and they're going to be doing that through enforcement. And this is what we're seeing. And what's going to happen, we all have to realize, is that when you give people more power, when you give the government or an agency more power, you're going to get more innocent people uh, that, are gonna, that are going to be caught in the crossfire. And that's what we're seeing here. Uh, so theoretically, as Art was saying, uh, could you could a police officer walk into a bar and start demanding breath tests and then say you're over the legal limit for a public place, or is this just a driving offense? So we have to remember it is connected to driving, right? These are drinking and driving, impaired driving offenses. So so it is connected to driving. Where it's going to get confusing though is in the window, the window before and after driving. Um, within that period of time. That's where it's going to get confusing. And, I mean, the truth is, though, you have actual criminals, right, who try to manipulate the system, right? They get into an accident. They run to the bar and get drunk. And they do this, and they've done this uh, uh, as ways to, to avoid, you know, a finding of guilt. And I think that's what the legislation here is trying to adapt to, right? It's trying to create a safeguard so that crowns and, and the courts um, are able to convict people easier. Um, but it seems odd that, you know, Art was stopped because he was bringing back a lot of empties, therefore assuming he was more impaired than a person that just walked in to buy something. So the police still generally need a basis to stop you. Um, the law is still early uh, in this particular uh, area of, of changes in impaired driving. Um, but what they don't need, and this is where things get really you know, important for drivers, they don't really need to suspect you're drinking anymore. Uh, whereas previously, uh, they would need to ask you, have you been drinking? You answer yes, then they give you a breathalyzer. Mm -hmm. uh, they, look, they smell alcohol in your breath. They see bloodshot eyes. Uh, they see alcohol or tons of uh, empty bottles in the car and, and infer from that uh, perhaps consumption. Those elements that the police needed to follow previously are no longer required. So that means essentially if there is a breathalyzer on site, um, almost any driver, I think, can expect to be tested. Um, so, um, I, you know, I was going to ask you, bringing back too many empties is a reason, but that's irrelevant because he doesn't need, they don't need a reason. 
they don't need a reason now to ask for a breathalyzer. No, that's correct. Um, the, previously, they, they required some uh, suspicion, some indicia, we call it as lawyers, uh, of drinking. Now that's been removed through the legislation. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, there's a lot of people, experienced drinkers, okay, alcoholics, who look perfectly fine mm -hmm. behind the wheel. They actually don't look drunk. They look completely sober. They can have a conversation. They're not flushed. They don't have bloodshot eyes. And I think what this legislation is trying to do is to capture those individuals easier because now the police can just administer a test and get the readings. Wow. So are we going to see police officers parked in places such as beer store parking lots looking for people to take empties back, camp out inside of, outside of, of pubs and wait for, for people but to come out? I mean, is, I guess they could have done that anyway. This has been going on, though, for years. Yeah. People just don't know about it. Yeah. This is, this is the business. Uh, of impaired driving. This is what happens. This is how they catch people. It's very rare where a police officer is just driving and sees somebody swerving. Mm -hmm. No, they catch impaired drivers by investigating, right. by hanging out near pubs or near clubs um, or in places where you purchase alcohol. But it's interesting how it's gone now from, like, even this officer used a reason. Well, y y even though he didn't need a reason to ask Art for a breath test, he assumed because Art was bringing back so many empties that he deserved one. And I think that point doesn't matter, really. The point is it doesn't yeah. require the suspicion anymore. So people have to, I think, start to accept, at least for the time being, until this is challenged constitutionally and appealed, they have to accept for the time being that uh, you, your rights really don't matter right now in, 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 if you read the legislation you know, in black and white. They can ask for a sample, and uh, we can all expect that now if we're pulled over and there's a breathalyzer on site. A, a lot of people were concerned with the legalization of cannabis and, and you know, if police were ready and, and police said, you know, we, we do this sort of thing all the time anyway. We're looking for signs of impairment. We know how to do that. However, now they don't, they don't use that. And, and when talking about um, the cannabis laws, you know, even the police chief would say, you know, it's, it's, it's about common sense here. You know, it's not about the testing. It's about the things that are leading up to the testing, so on and so forth. Um, and, and most police will use common sense when doing this. Did this police officer use common sense doing this? So Under the guise of the law, he did. I th and I think, uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. In the eyes of the individual, the innocent person, it, it, it looks like... It's an invasion. You're, or you're you know, being perceived as a criminal, right? Or, or evading the law, or you're categorized you know, in some type of alcoholic profile, right? Which you, which you may not be, right? Um, but unfortunately, that people have to realize that's going to happen when you give more power to the police. Is These this going to happen more? Is this alcohol carding? I mean, in, in essence, you know, I, I think that's it's a carding. good analogy, right? I mean, it's carding, it, is it, it not? It's not? It may not be based on race, right? But it's based on perhaps a set of circumstances, right, that led this officer to believe he was probably an alcoholic. It doesn't base and, on anything. And if he's an alcoholic, he's probably drunk now, right? I mean, there's probably some of that, those inferences going on, right? Um, but, and that's why it's going to be challenged. But at the end of the day, right, um, People are dying on the roads. There's innocent people, you know, that, that, that get charged. There's tons of guilty people that get caught. And this is what the law is trying to figure out. And, and what we have to realize as citizens, you cannot keep everyone happy. And, and, and that's why we have courts, and that's why this will be litigated like everything else has been litigated in this area. Where do you think this is going? What does your gut tell you? 
So what's going to be interesting to me is um, the, these, this new development in the law, which prohibits essentially drinking after driving, right? So there's been some changes that will essentially make it a crime if, if you're intoxicated within a window of driving. Um, that, I think, will be heavily litigated because it's going to, I think, if, if we look at this objectively, and, and you can't actually dry a drink right after getting out of the car, like you can't go home and start drinking or you can't park and, and have a couple drinks without breaking the law, it almost makes all of us on a bit of a timeout after driving. So I think that part will be litigated uh, substantively. Wow. Uh, this is going to be fascinating to watch. Jordan Donich has been with us, criminal lawyer Donich Law, talking about uh, the story of Art, who got pulled over for taking back too many empties. Jordan, thanks for the time as always. Much appreciated. Thank you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.